Live from the biggest small town in America, it's the Saturday Night Special with Amy Goode. WGN. It's a Saturday night special. I'm Amy Guth. Thanks for being with us tonight and sharing part of your Saturday evening with me. So listen to this. A recent Gallup poll of people around the entire world revealed that Americans are among the most stressed out people on earth. And that is just the start of it. The poll revealed that we're also experiencing anger, stress and worry at the highest levels in about a decade. But the findings are are not all bad here in the U.S. Despite leading the way and having widespread negative feelings and experiences, Americans also generally, generally, generally reported more positive experiences on average than a lot of the rest of the world. But although we might be leading the way in stress worldwide in 2017, it was the darkest year for humanity more than a decade, according to this Gallup data. While stress declined globally, anger increased, worry and sadness reached new heights, and feelings of physical pain stayed about as high as ever. Nations in Latin America led the list of countries where positive experiences were the highest, despite the fact that some of the countries that top the list, like El Salvador and Honduras, are home to some of the world's highest murder rates. So what gives? What's happening with this epidemic of stress and other heavy feelings? Is it technology, our always connected culture, and its undercurrent of constantly striving to do more and be more and our obsession with productivity? Is it that we have more access to information than ever, so life is simply more complicated? Is it all of those things or none of them? We'll talk about it tonight, but whatever the cause, it's certainly not doing us any favors. The medical community widely recognizes the short and long-term impact of stress on our bodies, our minds, and our behaviors with symptoms like headaches, anxiety, stomach pain, muscle Muscle tension, pain, restlessness, angry outbursts, chest pain, lack of motivation, substance abuse, overeating, feelings of overwhelmed, weakened immune systems. The list goes on and on from there. And with language and culture that supports us always doing more, and sometimes it almost seems to punish downtime, where does this even end? We're not going to solve it all tonight, to be sure, but we're going to talk about it, not only stress, but about what we can do about it and try to find some chillness somewhere in our lives, even moment by moment, because our health and our well-being and perhaps even our very lives depend on us bringing it down a notch individually and collectively. Tonight, we'll talk about, we'll talk with a mental health professional about the impact of stress on our lives and easy, free things that we can do and steps we can take to get it under control. In addition to how we can start to start to try to bring a little bit of center and shift culturally to calmer lives. We're also going to be joined by a very special guest co-host tonight. Tiffany Seibert is here. She's a yoga and meditation teacher and founder of Cop to Yoga, who brings small moments of mindfulness and meditation into the Chicago law enforcement community. She'll be with us tonight and we'll talk about her work and its impact. I'm Amy Guth and that's all coming up tonight on the Saturday Night Special. We'll be right back to get the conversation underway on on 720 WGN.
720 WGN. It's Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. Thanks for being with us tonight. That is some good chill music tonight, Ro Coleman. I appreciate all the songs that you play. You have such good taste in music. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Well, so tonight we're talking, we're not talking about stress. We're talking about what we can do about stress because a recent Gallup poll uh, that came out, you can read this story at the New York Times. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet this story out so you can read it for yourself. But it turns out we're real stressed out in this country and we're, we're reporting really, really high levels of worry and pain and anxiety. And it is not helping us. It is hurting us in many ways. Uh, coming up in a little while, we're going to be talking with a mental health professional about the long term impact of stress. Uh, but tonight we have a very special guest co-host with us. Tiffany Seibert is here in studio. And Tiffany, you founded a really interesting organization. We, we've talked about it before. Uh, this is the first time we've actually met, though. We've talked on the phone here on the station, so uh, longtime listeners may recognize your voice. Um, but you founded an organization called Cop to Yoga that is really, really interesting. If you would share a bit with listeners about that, that'd be great. Thank you, Amy. It is so great to finally meet you. And um, thanks again for your kind invitation this evening. It's Certainly. great to be here on the blizzard night. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate you braving this weather to come on in. We're here. Um, yes, Copped Yoga started uh, in December of 2015 with just a thought of, I'm on my mat. The Chicago police are on the front page of every newspaper and every headline. Violence here every single day. And I thought, gosh, the, the police really need to do yoga. It's just going to help them so much. And as a result, um, you know, the my district came together and invited me over, and it really was almost like a lab there. And we've um, we've expanded the program as it's evolved for the police. So when you and I met here in November, well, mm -hmm. when we you invited me to your show in November, we had three districts. We have 14 districts nice. now, so we are, yeah, two-thirds of the way. Well, was, the that, was that initial uh, that initial conversation going into the precinct in your district, was that a hard sell? It really wasn't. Okay. I, think, I think the timing was perfect. I really do. And at this point, it's even, uh, it's even more prescient. Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, no, they said, you know, let's give it a try. And so, I, and the credit goes to them, you know, they're, they've got an open mind and they said, you know, we're going to try this. And when we first started doing yoga on mats, as you would just typically think of a traditional yoga class, it had to evolve and morph. No one had time for it. You know, these guys are busy. No one has time to change clothes, get on a mat, 40 minutes, all of that stuff. Plus, you've got pain and alignment issues that are just endemic, you know, mm -hmm. within in that profession. So uh, it, we moved it really into what it is now, roll call. So I'm there in the roll call meeting the police where they are, you know, literally and figuratively. Uh, they're done with the roll call. And then really the lieutenant that's running the roll call says okay now it's time to do yoga so everybody just sits up straight and we start it's yeah it's and, great and what does that that involve i'm thinking of you know law enforcement that like vests and heavy things and right. lo lo wearing lots of stuff and weapons and all this stuff at that moment that's a lot how do you move around how do you do all that in that time uh well they're seated so and they've been seated the entire time so i'm just telling them to loosen the velcro on their vest so um we're going for expansion we do uh the curriculum is three breathwork exercises mm -hmm. um and so we're going for expansion so i pretty much explain what we're going to do we do it and then i just tell them what we just did so it's kind of fast up and down the seven minutes goes by really quickly but within that period of time they're doing the breath work long enough to feel the benefit and to really kind of just 
shift to make a shift. So, yeah. And, and so, how did you get the idea initially that uh, hey, I'm I, here's where I'm I can make an impact. Here's what I'm going to do. What was the the first seed of that? It truly was um, hearing about violence on the streets here every single day and thinking, what can I do as a citizen? Just what can I do? Is there something I can do? And my schedule at that point um, had become really flexible. So I was able to just hop over on a lunch hour and do this and get back. So uh, it, it became something that I started to fit in and work around. And so that was, it was really, I want to just say it was organic and it was simple. Mm -hmm. And that's all it was. And it was so simple that a couple of police officers were like, what's your angle here? This can't just be, (laughs) there's more (laughs) to this. What are you doing? (laughs) No, this is it. Yeah. And and what, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the officers that are in your, in your class? They, they really enjoy it. You know, they tell me that it helps relax them, certainly, you know, just because it does. It's it's your biology. Sure. So what it's doing, it's bringing you back to center. But they're also saying that it really sets them up for their shift. So they're thinking it's another reminder to just take time and realize where you are and come back to center. It's only a few breaths away. Um, they also tell me that really that if they've gone into more of a tunnel vision when you're really really focusing on something um it helps them to avoid that so you know and as you had said before the headaches i've i've heard that whole thing you know i start breathing the headache goes away Hmm. um you know they're doing it with their children (laughs) you know so it's um those things the main thing i think for me is to have them remember to do it so if they're doing it then then they're seeing the benefit. So, so, yeah. So you're there. How often in each in each different district? I try. Well, it, the program is expanding, and we're getting more volunteers. But as we get more volunteers, I'm still doing a whole lot of the teaching. So I'm going around to all these different districts, and I try to do a couple days in a row, two or three, mm-hmm. um, on the same shift, so that I've got the same people a couple times and new people. So even if I teach two days in a row, I'm going to have the same person and I'm going to have a new person. So we're going for repetition and reach. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you start to see those cumulative benefits yeah. of breathing and taking a minute. Right, yeah. right. And the repetition, I think, is is really important mm-hmm. because it's this is new to a lot of people. For a lot of the younger guys, it's not because um, one of the breathing exercises, for sure, is something that they're familiar with. Um we call it warrior breath. It's box breathing, belly breathing, mm-hmm. combat breathing, tactical breathing. Um, so those words resonate with them, but it's it's the same exact thing. So most of them are really, really open to it. Uh, the ones that are maybe a little less open to it, they're still open to it, and most of them do it, and, uh, and that's great. But, um, you know, in any group, you're going to have people that say, you know, I'm just really not going to do this. Yeah, this is not for me. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. But, but it's really them, interesting. Yeah, that, that, and the a impact. lot of them convert. So, yeah. so that's really nice. Yeah, mm. for sure. It's so interesting. And I, I think that's, it. it's to me a really interesting uh, microcosm, right? There's a, that's a really high stress job and yes. you're around a lot of violent stuff and you have to make really high pressure decisions that are literally a matter of life and death awesome, yeah. uh, often. And, you know, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot for one mind and body to take on. That's a lot. Right. So I think that's a really interesting uh you know, to me, tell about the impact of of just a, the simple act of breathing for seven minutes. Right. Not that that's going to fix all the world's problems, but it sure isn't going to hurt them. It's not. You know, um, 
one of the one of the best things that's actually happened is uh, one of my sergeants is pulling people over and saying, you know, let's just take a couple breaths together, then we'll talk about what wow. you did. And that was a dream when I started this, truly. And now, of course, not every officer is doing that. Sure. And I can't think that every single situation where you pull somebody over is going to warrant that, you know. Right. Not everyone's you know, open to a namaste when you're about to right. get a ticket. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, you know, of course, the person that's just gotten pulled over is looking at the cop like he's got three heads. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, it completely erases that whole line. We're going to breathe together. We're going to just do something that we both do mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a cop and you're not or you're not a cop and I am, uh, you know, it's yeah. so I wouldn't know what to think if that happened. You, know, yeah. you get pulled over and your 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 blood pressure goes up and you're mm, like, oh right, right. gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I, gotta, I can't afford this <laughs> ticket. What am I going to do? And then suddenly let's just breathe for a minute. Wait, what? What? Uh, okay, yeah. sure. That would okay. be kind of trippy. Well, you know what? You have to kind of go into trust a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and that is part of our mission because uh, we align with the objectives of community policing. Mm-hmm. And one of those objectives is to uh, bring police officers and the community together in trust and shared concerns. And so it takes a little reach here and a little reach there. And so it is, it's really refreshing, you know. Yeah. And so when you when you read about this this Gallup poll that I was talking about at the opening of the show about yeah. how people are so stressed, uh, you know, you get to see a really, really specific segment of the population and and offer a solution of, hey, we can we can breathe. We can do this before you go out on your shift. And it, it might it might chill things out a little it might bring it down a notch. Right. It might give you big, bigger focus or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you see this Gallup poll data and you're. And that opens up to everybody, not just people in law enforcement. That's talking about every single citizen. Where does your mind go first? Well, I'm one of those people, too, sure. without question. <laughs> you know, so, so I try to mitigate my day. You know, um, you know, I will have my hand up for having the MSNBC uh, check-in habit, um, no doubt. Um, but at the same time, you really, you know, you have to temper that with taking care of yourself during the day, doubling down on good, and it, sometimes tripling down on good. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. really making those big efforts because um, no effort, even um, cup to yoga. It's a small thing, you know, but it's got value. Sure, and any sort of effort that you are making for peace is an effort for peace and it's not for naught you know right sure yeah. for yeah. sure everything yeah. everything counts we've all got to just <laughs> right. chip away at this big stress monster and eventually we'll get there well coming up on the other side of news we're going to talk with a mental health professional and her view of stress and uh we we recorded a conversation with her earlier she's she's busy tonight so i, I grabbed her earlier and and, oh, yeah. and asked her some questions so we're gonna we're gonna check in with her a little bit and uh, get her view on it because she had a really interesting thing to say about uh, about kind of the long-term impact of stress and things she sees manifesting in our lives yeah. and she also uh, I think is very aligned even though she's she is not a yoga teacher she's very aligned with your message like you know what sometimes the the easiest thing the best thing to do is the thing people resist the most and that's about breathing and I thought it was so interesting she said but yet all my you know so many of my clients resist that resist that urge just no there's, there's got to be something else give me there's got to be key to unlock this it's mystery too easy. right yeah right she's yeah. like no you, you really really i mean we're saving our her point was like we're saving our lives she yeah. said we're not taking the uh potential fatal impact of stress seriously enough of like what it's doing to us which i think is is so fascinating for sure it is uh, what i'm finding too because i've been uh doing this work in some schools mm-hmm. not a lot but um if the few that i've um that i've worked with is 
representative at all. Children are stressed, uh, way more stressed than we were when we were kids. And yeah, I I have some data on that right right in front of me. I was looking at this earlier. Stress is a top health concern for U.S. teens between 9th and 12th grade. Uh, this is according to some research done by the American Psychological Association. Uh, talking about That was one of the top concerns that polling, polling high schoolers, mm. they were talking about the impact of stress, the impact of technology, of, of being so visible in yeah. a different way than, you know, than when we were teenagers. I often say, thank God, Facebook didn't exist when I was a teenager. But I think there was a, a, an interesting discussion around that that I found, and it was really about... Uh, it was about the idea of what everybody means. You know, if you say when you're a teenager and you're young, if you say, hey, everybody thinks you're a jerk. Right. It's hard to quantify everybody. And everybody knows that. And, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and if, you know, as adults, we're like, well, everybody's like you and your family, whatever. You know, that's just your opinion. No one really is thinking. Not everybody thinks I'm a jerk. But when you're a teenager and you're like constantly, you know, your life is both online and offline in equal measure. Everybody can mean something more impactful and so it's a a, i think it's a different kind of stress and i by no means am anti-technology at all i'm very pro-technology it does beautiful wonderful things to connect people around the world around common interests and things like that but but i also am am concerned with like other parts of of of, uh, where that filters into our lives in terms of overwhelm I think that's so huge. It is. And and it it's it's not too in his favorite like one hand it's making things so much easier and the other hand not so much. So have you uh have you done anything around um like there's there's those meditation apps like Headspace and things like that. Right. Have you have you dealt with any of those? Um you know I've checked into a couple of them yeah. and you know I look at all kinds of things online and um I think it's great. I think it's it's wonderful that people can just really check in somewhere and it gives them something to do, especially if they're very tactical and like, yeah. I need to get my sure. you know, meditation app. So, yeah. And whatever if you needed to be guided through it, like that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, part of the reason, too, why I'm on site and you know why we go to yoga classes that we really love because we love to be led by mm-hmm. this particular person versus that particular person yep. at this studio versus that. And um, we pick and choose, you know, at this point, and we've got such a rich choice. But uh, going forward with um, with the police, I can certainly envision, especially in some of the districts where they're saying, we need to get our, our people out right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have seven minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So having... Um, you know, this work really sort of built in as part of a culture. It's kind of not a nice to have. It's got to be part of your eight hours. Yeah. I mean, know? I feel like it is. Yeah. We are at a point where stress is an epidemic, yeah. and especially in a high pressure job like law enforcement. I just think it's without a doubt. I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear from someone in law enforcement in a minute and say, you yeah, know. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that some of them will take this on, especially some of the folks in the Office of Community Policing. Yeah. And just say, OK, the sergeant, you know, Sergeant Jones is coming in to do our breath work tonight. You know, before you go out on your shift, that'd be kind of you could like deputize people or other. Yeah, it's it's really got to happen. Yeah. And people are recognizing the value and taking forward. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to check in with, uh, as I said, after news, we're going to check in with a mental health professional about uh, her view of stress, which I think is really, really interesting. And um, I think it's very aligned with a lot that's going on in your program. But then after that, I want to talk more about Kapta Yoga, because I I, I think there's so much there and there's there's just so much to unpack there. So I I want to talk about that and just the impact of stress on us. But right now, I'm already seeing some messages coming in and a couple of tweets. Uh, Where can people go to find out more about your program? program at Kapta Yoga, especially someone in law enforcement who's interested in, in participating. Oh, right. KaptaYoga.org. 
<laughs> Easy enough. Top to good, yeah. Um, and actually, there's a, a couple of really good things on there. There actually is a clip about, I want to say it's two and a half minutes, where I just walk my host through a mini curriculum, a mini roll call. Oh, nice. So you yeah. can see yeah. what you're getting into. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So even in cops at a very long stoplight. <laughs> there you go. Check onto this. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can find the time. You find the time. Very good. Cool. All right. Well, we are talking all about stress tonight, but mostly we're talking about how to mitigate it, how to get it out of our lives, find some chillness, bring it down a notch a little bit. We are. We have a very special co-host tonight, and that is Tef, uh, Tiffany Seibert. She is the founder of Cop to Yoga. She'll be hanging out with us in studio tonight. We're going to go to news here real quick. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. Thanks for being with us tonight and sharing this kind of yucky outside Saturday. We'll be keeping you updated on the at the weather stuff going on at the top and bottom of every hour when we check in at the WGN newsroom with David Jennings. Keeping you updated on all the weather moving through the area that I think took us all surprise by surprise. Certainly took the White Sox by surprise. But hey, it worked out because here we are now. Instead of you listening to a White Sox game, we're talking about stress tonight. And in particular, we're talking about how to combat stress. We have a special guest with us tonight. We're joined by Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of Cop to Yoga. She's in studio with us tonight. And we, a little bit earlier today, checked in with a mental health professional. We talked to Paula Harper, who is a, a clinical social worker and certified sex therapist about stress and its impact on us. Let's take a listen to, to what we talked about. Well, I'm interested, Paula, about uh, like we, we all have stress. We all, we all suffer from it in our different ways. And, and certainly stress is not distributed equally. But, but nonetheless, I think there are some universal themes, I imagine anyway, uh, about stress and what it's doing to us in the, in the long term. I think we, we've almost made a joke of it at this point where we say, oh, I'm so stressed out. And when we, when we see our friends, we say, how are you? Oh, I'm so crazy busy and so stressed out. So what, what, what is really happening to us when we're under stress for a long period of time? There's good stress and bad. So the good stress and the bad stress can do exactly the same thing to our body. So that's a piece that we have to think about, you know, the, the excitement of a new romance, uh, starting a new position, having a baby, making a change of any kind is going to create stress. So just recognizing what it is and that it's there, because we've kind of become a culture where we're walking around in a chronic state of stress. And without something that is intentional to counteract it, then we are in constant fight or flight mode. You might not notice it, and we might notice it and be very energized by it, but that doesn't mean it's good for us. There's got to be that, ah, when we get someplace where we can kind of relax. And many people, my son is turning 50 this year, he doesn't know that ah, without intentionally going out and grabbing him because he's a young dad with three kids in the household and a dog and a wife and a car, you know, all the stuff. So understanding that there are negative chemists chemicals that are coming up as a result of that stress, good or bad, means what we have got to learn to do is somehow find our personal way of managing it. And the simplest thing is the one no one wants to believe. It's breathing. So people find breathing many different ways. The runners run hard, make themselves breathe. People that sing calm themselves down because they have to stay in a cadence with something. Um, other people will meditate or do yoga or exercise a lot at the gym, or you know, just whatever it is, go for a walk, look at the look at the sun, the sky, the moon, 
just investigate something that is appealing and get your mind in a place where it's more or less in neutral. That then gets us to a point where we can begin to use the opposing chemistry that comes up. And that is what makes us feel good. So the balance on it is famous with everything else. You know, you've got to have so much energy in and so much energy out or something fails in one direction or the other. And stress in particular is, has been identified in our culture as something that's good. You know, keep yourself going, peak performance, peak experiences, get out there and have a great day. Just do it. All that's good as long as there's some balance to it. Right. And I think we're so obsessed with productivity to the point that, that we almost pin our value to it. You know, there's so many blogs and so many systems always touting different methods of productivity and new ways to, you know, even the language around around productivity sometimes is, is kind of violent, right? It's about crush it and kill mm-hmm. it and things like that that are right. like, well, wait a minute. That's my <laughs> adrenal glands we're talking about, you know, and, and I wonder about, uh, I'm sure that our kind of uh, cultural obsession with productivity plays a big role in this. And, and but you said something really interesting that I want to go back to, and that was the role of positive stress, which is so interesting, right? Like sometimes there are things that are really positive and exciting in our lives, but they're an adjustment. They're a thing, they're a stressor. And I think we don't necessarily recognize those as a thing you want to take a time out from or a thing that you, uh, you know, feel like you you need to hit pause on. And yet that's a really great reminder to, hey, uh, this is exciting, but it's also a lot. Exactly. And I think we've just gotten ourselves acclimated because of all the technology in life and the fact that we now change focus so quickly. There's not such a thing as multitasking. What we are doing is changing our focus faster and faster and faster. So that wears people out. You know, it it takes time and energy to do that. And when you're trying to watch three screens at the same time, or file something while you're scratching around your purse looking for something else and driving the car all at the same time. This is holding your body at that high level of preparedness for everything that could go wrong on any of those levels. That creates the negative chemistry. That creates the part that can be destructive. And what happens then is people will do things to calm themselves that aren't very good. So that's when we they don't need right. Yeah, we go we go overboard with food. Uh, we're pushing ourselves in terms of health, and that can be on every front. Um, and it can have terrible, terrible effects on your body. There's a, a study out. I'm not sure who did it, but it, it references the fact that two years after a stressful incident in a person's life, particularly a death. It's frequent that that person who's experienced the loss will have some health issue of their own. So it's a time that's two years out. So imagine if, if, if that, if we can take that long to manifest, how much longer we should be trying to counterbalance it and take care of ourselves so we don't have that problem. And that's so fascinating to think about that, that we are that, you know, we think of ourselves as being so resilient, like, well, I got through it. You know, I, I made it today. Yeah. It was really stressful, <laughs> but I made it. And, and even, you know, I, you mentioned some of the coping behaviors that people turn to. Uh, I think this is a future show topic that, that I, I notice more and more. We make jokes, I think, especially for women, but, but more and more, it seems like a, a light joke to, to talk about, uh, 
coping through drinking. You know, there's like a, I saw in a store recently, there was a wine glass that said long day. It's now it's wine o'clock. And I thought, gosh, Mm -hmm. yes, I get that for sure. But also that's interesting that we're in this cultural moment that we're so stressed that even, you know, our coping mechanisms are, are, are kind of so widely recognized that they're, they're considered a joke. Well, and it turns into an emotional issue. Yeah. On, on some level, we know we can't do it. On some level, we know it's costing us a lot. So what we do then is use exactly those coping mechanisms and let them go rampant um, as, as a means of just getting to the same place that we can get to by using breath work. Mm-hmm. But no, but you know, that's, that's just too simple. People will not believe it. Um, there, Matthew McKay is someone who has written an interesting book. It was, he was one of, I think, five different authors that did this book. It was a stress reduction workbook. And in it, he, he get, did a, a matrix of the chapter headings and people's complaints and gave a capital X for the most effective. And for everything that had anything to do with chronic stress and anxiety, the capital was breathing. The first choice of treatment is the simplest. And I have been practicing for 40 years, and I cannot get people to believe that at all. They just don't, don't believe it. And what do you think that I is? To, I, I think it just, I think, the sense of being overwhelmed is just so great. The person has kind of lost their their belief in their individual ability to do anything about it. I'll mm-hmm. tell you a story about a client from years ago. One had high levels of anxiety and had to drive in on the freeway every morning and was very concerned that she would have a panic attack. So one day when we were in session, she said to me something about driving on the side of the road so she didn't cause she didn't hurt anybody when she had her panic attack or passed out. And I said, well, have you ever had a panic attack in the car or passed out in the car? No, but I'm afraid I will. So I asked her if she had a CD player, and she did. And I said, in the morning, um, I knew she liked rock music. So in the morning, I want you to get in your car, roll up the windows, put that radio on as loud as you can, or your CD on as loud as you can, and sing out loud all the way to work. I know you're going to feel silly, but I want you to do this for me. Just do this one silly thing for me. And the next time she walked in my office, she said, you're brilliant. And I said, no, I'm not brilliant. I just got you to breathe. Hmm. In a way that so worked for it, her. In a way that worked for her. Yes. So we can find it. It's out there. And it could be that you just take 10 deep breaths. It could be that you do any of those other activities that are more formal. It could be that you lock yourself in a closet somewhere and turn the light out and breathe for a moment. It really doesn't matter. But we can do a tremendous amount for our bodies and our emotional state if we will do that. And it's way less damaging than a lot of the other maladaptive things that are being used to try to compensate for that sense of I'm I'm pushed and stressed too much. I'm Mm -hmm. pushed too hard. That was a conversation I had a little bit earlier with Paula Harper, who is a therapist and uh, a clinical social worker, all about stress, because that's what we're talking about tonight is stress, not just stress, though, about how to beat it. What do we do? We're all real stressed, right? There's a lot of stress in the world. It's a different time. Lots of information coming at us at all directions and lots of lots of violence every day around us. So we were talking all about that. So we're going to take a little break and we come back. I want you to hear a little bit more of that conversation with Paula Harper, and uh, then we will come back to our conversation that we're having with our special guest co-host tonight. That's Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of Cop to Yoga. More on that in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 
WGN, it's Amy Guth, and this is a Saturday Night Special. We've been talking tonight about stress and its impact on us and what in the heck we can do about it. Because as ever, we take one topic and we just start pulling at some threads of it and see where we land, see what happens, and it usually becomes a much bigger topic. We have a special guest co-host tonight. We're hanging out with Tiffany Seibert. She's the founder of cop to yoga But a little bit earlier, I had a conversation with Paula Harper, who is a clinical social worker and certified sex therapist, about the impact of stress on us. And I want to play part two of that conversation for you. Because we have all this chronic stress in our lives and we, 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 we tend to kind of prize it culturally. I mean, when we think about who the business heroes are right now and the people that are even not necessarily heroes, the, the people that are just interesting people that we talk about a lot. You know, I'm thinking in particular about Elon Musk, who mm-hmm. openly brags about how burned out he is and how much he, you know, yeah. is, is so obsessed with work and is such a workaholic. And and I that really stuck with me when he was talking about that so openly, even though he was talking about being burned out in the same breath. I think that's so fascinating. What, from your point of view and with your expertise, what do you think we, where do we need to get to culturally? How do we even make that shift to being in a place where we, we aren't so obsessed with, with busyness and, and where being, you know, answering, how are you with, I'm crazy busy, isn't, isn't a normal thing. How can we even begin to tackle that when it's so deeply ingrained in our culture? Well, a word is mindfulness. And that one's gotten a lot of use and overuse lately. But what it really means is to be very aware of the moment, this moment. Isolate this moment. And we don't, we've been sold a bill of good about what all we can do. We cannot do all this all at once, all the time, at the highest competitive levels. We just cannot do it. So things, bodies break down when that happens. So if we can pull back in, in, five small arenas and say, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to give myself one minute each day to rest. Just somewhere during the course of my day, I'm going to stop for one moment and just savor the sense of resting right here, right now. Maybe I'll take another minute in my day and do five deep breaths. Maybe I'll see if there's something I can attend to in terms of gratitude, because gratitude really helps you calm yourself down. When you take a look at what you have done and accomplished, how healthy you are, what a good life you're living, or steps that you're taking to get there. And be ever mindful. With that going on in the background, it does help create the balance. When people get so stressed, they I've seen people so stressed, they simply shut down. I've seen very high-powered people who cannot speak mm. because they just began too stressed out and everything shut down at once. I know someone personally who just went through five and a half weeks in intensive care with a heart attack and surgery. Lived that same kind of life that we've been talking about, peak stuff all the time. And that bodies can't take that forever. We think they can. Uh, we hope they will. But the truth of it is, we cannot. So at some point in time, there's that tilt. And without those compensatory things that are healthier for us, the tilt is going to be much more difficult to overcome. Yeah, it it certainly seems that way. And it, it, you know, I I worry about even how our language is. And I read with, uh, you know, 
with great interest recently, France uh, started putting forth legislation about uh, how you can't email colleagues after business hours, which I thought was so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, that would never fly here, at least not the moment that we're in, because we are so obsessed with the with being pro with being productive and how much you can take. And we even say things to each other like, oh my gosh, you do so much. When do you sleep? And I just think I, I, that scares me when I hear people say that. It, it's really fascinating. Well, it it, it is, I think, a, a significant difficulty in our culture at this time. Um, when we are witness to other cultures, it kind of feels good. When you go away on vacation, you go to another country where we, that is not the focus or put yourself in a situation where that isn't the goal, where the goal is now to do just as much relaxing as you do production, be as productive at relaxing as you are at work. Um, that feels so much better. But we've got a business culture that is not doing anything to endorse or support that at this point, and nor is it saying, go at a pace that's reasonably comfortable for you. It's extremely competitive these days. And because it's competitive, at, I believe, at such a higher level, because of all the technology we've got that can allow that to happen and can take actions on our behalf, I think what's, what's going to have to come about some way, someday, and how that's going to be, I don't know. But it will have to take some, some peaceful place in there where it's not quite that intense for people not to, to continue to be failing at the rate they are. And we've got the biggest second section of the population now, baby boomers, getting to retirement, and they're going to crash and burn if they haven't already. And about, it seems to me, and this is just anecdotal, that at about 40, is somewhere between 40 and 50 is when people have their first health issue. And when you take a look at the 10 years preceding that, what has been going on? Another example, I believe, of the price that stress is extracting from us. And if what we could do would be take a closer look at our own value system and say, what is important to me? At the end of the day, at the end of my life, at the end of this run, if I was going to die tomorrow, would what I'm about to do be worth doing? And maybe it wouldn't be all the time. Maybe it wouldn't be quite as much all the time. Maybe it would be something that could be toned down just a little bit to the essentials that are crucial for us and our well-being. Until we get that message in our heads on an individual basis and see, really understand, and a lot of times it takes being hit with an illness personally to understand that this can and does happen, and it can and is life-threatening. It's hard to get that other picture to come into focus because there's so much clamor in the entirety of our culture for something else. So little tiny things that we can do individually, I think, are will add up and help protect and preserve us. Um, if the whole culture decided to do that, you know, it would be a wonderful thing, but I don't believe that's going to happen in my lifetime. Mm. Maybe it will in yours. I hope so. We shall see. I, I'm not sure. I don't have really high hopes. I, I do think it's interesting, though, how different age groups have been hit with stress and, and talk about stress. Uh, my grandfather lived a very, very long life, and I asked him many times about his secret to longevity. And he uh, even, it, it, he he just passed a, a year ago, February, but he said he would mm -hmm. always tell me, you know, it's about 
you you have to grow as much of your own food as you can, or at least know who grew it. You have to take a nap every day, and you always have to be learning something new. And I never remember seeing my grandfather stress. You know, we had, you know, family things happen, people die, things happen, and that would be a an acute point of stress, but, but never was he under chronic stress. He just kind of always mm-hmm. took it moment by moment. And I think there was, uh, I think about that often when I'm under stress, I think, you know what, my grandfather, he would not be reacting like this. He would be dialing it back a little bit. So I think there's some lessons there for sure. But even the industry you're in, this yeah. is an industry that is timed to the second. So that in and of itself is stressful. You know, you can't just think about it and come up with your response later. You've got to do it in whatever time frame you've been assigned. And um, my husband was in the media, so I understand that totally. And he really appreciated the time when he was not on the air because it allowed him not to have to be so hypervigilant to the clock. Yeah, that's very, very true. That's a... That's something uh, I've been thinking about a lot, especially in the political climate. I think no matter how you voted, I think we can all agree that that it's it's been a really it's a different time. It's a different era. There's a lot of information coming at us really fast. And I think a lot of us are thinking about big picture, uh, immediate picture, like a lot of different levels all at once. And there's a lot there's a lot to it. And and uh, I think as great as technology can be, sometimes I think you're exactly right that it it does speed things up and it does uh, put an, a sense of immediacy. Now, we do see things like uh, um, Headspace and the, like meditation apps, which I'm happy to see and I mm-hmm. hope people are using them. But uh, I think you're right. I think there's nothing, um, nothing quite like stopping and taking a breath. Stop and smell the roses. That's right. That's Once right. Once a day. <laughs> for your <right>. grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what he would say for sure. Yeah. Oh. That was a conversation that I had a little bit earlier today with Paula Harper, who is a clinical social worker and a certified sex therapist, all about stress. And I think, you know, she had some really, really great, great points there that I think are so very important. We're going to head to news here in a second. But when we come back, we are going to be talking with our special guest co-host tonight. And that is Tiffany Seibert. She's the founder of cop to yoga If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be tweeting out links to the program and all the cool things that she does with law enforcement here in Chicago. But now... Well, in a couple seconds, it's seconds away from being from being eight o'clock. So we'll go there here in a second and check in with David Jennings. Uh, but again, follow me on Twitter and I'll be sure and uh, and tweet all that stuff out so you can see for yourself because I'm getting your messages saying, where do I find out more? That's where. Follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet it all out. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. Thanks for being with us tonight. Was ever, we take one big topic and we talk about different aspects of it all evening long. And tonight, that topic is about stress. Because if you are a New York Times reader, you probably read their story recently about a new Gallup poll that says Americans are among the most stressed people in the world. That's including people in very violent areas and war-torn countries. Uh, We here in this country report right now a lot of very high stress and anxiety and worry and anger and fear and sadness. There's a lot of really heavy emotions that Americans are, are carrying around. So we've been talking a little bit about why that might be. But you know what? At the end of the day, the why doesn't matter so much as what we're doing to combat it. Because I think we can all agree, the medical community agrees, we all know that when we're stressed out, we don't feel our best. Our 
immune system goes down. We have a headache. We're stressed. Our brows are all scrunched up. Our shoulders are hunched. We're not living our best life, that's for sure. So we have been talking about stress tonight, and we have a special guest co-host with us tonight, and that is Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of Cop to Yoga, which is a really interesting program. You can go to cop2yoga.org, read all about it, or if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet out links to it and lots of cool stuff that she's working on through that program, and you can learn all about that. Um, and and what I think is so interesting, is, is, Tiffany, is that you took, you know, just a simple act of, of yoga and meditation and breathing, a thing we all do all the time. And yet, you know, it seems too good to be true. It seems too simple that, oh, I, I've got to do something bigger than that. I'm so stressed out and so overwhelmed. No, start with breathing. Start there. And especially, I think it's interesting to to look at the work that you're doing through your organization and, and broaden it beyond just law enforcement, because there's a lot of professions that are really high stress. I'm thinking of the medical community. I'm thinking of, yeah. you know, even even, even some some journalists that are ex- regularly exposed to very violent crime and seeing a lot of people on the worst day of their lives. Right. A lot of things like that where I think it's, uh, you know, we're not maybe talking enough about the stress uh, that, that comes along with those professions. And I think there's, and you tell me if you've seen this, but, but my hunch is that there's probably like a, uh, because it's a service-oriented role in law enforcement and things like that, there's probably a reluctance to complain about it. There's probably a sense of like, I've just seen people in way worse shape. I've got pretty good. I'm not going to gripe. That's my hunch anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like they see so much. And it's. I would imagine that it's hard for them at a certain point to say, okay, what is too much? Where's mm-hmm. that line? Because it keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed sure. and pushed. So... Um, recognizing that you are in service number one and that you really can't be in service unless you're all there yourself so where this comes from is you matter first so that you can then be in service so you can't pour from an empty cup you can't it's that yeah Yeah, exactly yeah exactly so this is coming from the inside out bringing themselves into alignment physically emotionally mentally everywhere Right, so that they are back to center and can fully focus on on the piece. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I think this topic in particular to bring it back into specifically around law enforcement, there's a conversation around it, but probably not enough conversation around it. Uh, the amount of uh, the amount of focus we're putting on when we, we need to put more um, on mental health and law enforcement. We've yeah. seen some uh, we've seen some officers take their own lives. We've seen, um, in fact, WGN um, TV earlier this year did a very big report on this uh, based on some data from the Ruderman Family Foundation. They, they did this big report. It was you know commissioned by this foundation that that found that. Um, Police officers are more likely to die by suicide than in the line of duty, which is such a, you know, it's it's such a fascinating thing. You can't even get your head around that because you think about this kind of, you know, responding to an incident and and having to potentially draw a weapon or fire a weapon or having a a weapon fired at you. I mean, there's a lot going on there. And the idea that, that, you know, more likely to die by your own hand than, you know, than in the line of duty is, is tells me we're just not talking about that that enough and the the impact of of ptsd and things like that and and so you know where where i'm sure this is your work and your organization has is i'm sure 
you've seen this more than any, you know, more than anyone who's not in law enforcement themselves, other than maybe a spouse of someone who's in law enforcement. Right. Yeah. Uh, the focus definitely, as you had said, um, since in Chicago and uh, well, the Chicago Police Department has a higher than the national average percentage of suicide. So um, it's a real issue for them. And I think that as a result of what has really gone on over the last 18 months, it's been very, very difficult. And so the focus is on wellness and mental health, period, as a priority. And um, the CPD, I think, is committed to that. They're working together with the University of Chicago Crime Lab. They're convening a summit in June here to discuss exactly that wellness, mental health, um, uh, suicide prevention, officer resilience, peer support. And they're bringing national experts um, on site to discuss the the findings from their research um there will be uh people from cpd from the command force uh from also the uh the counselors and they're going to just discuss exactly what's been going on and review the programs um and talk about the best solutions to some of the most pressing challenges facing law enforcement today i think at the conclusion of this they're going to submit their findings to superintendent johnson so that um so that they can review current offerings and identify opportunities for new programming and services because something they're taking very very seriously period yeah in this report that i mentioned from that was commissioned by the ruderman family foundation the report reveals the the rate of ptsd and depression for not just police but also firefighters Mm Uh, being exposed, this the phrase they use in the report is cumulative exposure. Yes. A lot of, of being exposed again and again and again to trauma, accidents, shootings, all of these things. Uh, the the report revealed that the rate of PTSD and depression for police and firefighters is five times higher than the civilian population. Wow! And and as you noted, you know, more we're seeing more of that in Chicago than in other law enforcement or you know uh, areas of the country. That's significant. That's a big deal. That's, I mean, that's a lot. So are, are you in touch with other, I know you focus just here on Chicago, but are you, I'm sure, have heard from other law enforcement agencies elsewhere in the world, in the country, about programs they're doing? I have. Um, specifically someone in Kansas City who has a program. It's a, it's a pretty heavy-duty meditation program. So she's not going into roll calls. She's really giving off-site classes. So, um, but having said that, there are police officers that are, that are doing that. There's also the, uh, the commander in Tempe, Arizona, who has a meditation program on site there. So she's running that. So um, I've been in touch with, um, you know, with a number of people and actually just um, uh, someone from one of the suburbs here has contacted me recently. So we've got people that, um, are working in pockets, I think, everywhere, sure. and um, and doing good work. Everything is a little bit different. It's got a little spin on it. Kapta Yoga is um, it's pretty unique in that we are joining yoga teachers on site in the roll calls in their own districts, right, to share uh, evidence based yoga breath work technology that that the cops can just take with them. It's very easy, very quick, very community oriented, and. Uh, that's been really successful. Uh, the fact that it's volunteer and that it's going to remain volunteer, I think, is is really key. You know, it's about community relationship building and uh, understanding that you're just dealing with the person that just happens to have this particular 
job. Mm-hmm. That's their role, you know. All the world's a stage, right? We all play our part. And sure. um, so that's what that is. It's nothing more, it's nothing less. Just like, you know, I used to be a banker. Okay, I'm not anymore. You were <laughs> you, know? you were a banker. I had a 30-year career in banking. Is that right? I did. So, but, you know, human beings are all underneath all of that. And so sure. understanding that this is really, it's cop to yoga, just cop to the fact that we're all connected. That's truly where that comes from. It just happens to be, you know, um, we're working with law enforcement as a as a primary partnership, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but we, what you had said, I mean, we've worked with nurses, with some school kids, um, and everybody, you know, uh, the New York Times is right. We're all stressed out. Yeah. Everybody, it doesn't matter. Pick yeah. Group, they're stressed. <laughs> sure. And, 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 you know, as I said earlier in the show, stress isn't necessarily distributed equally, even though we're all feeling it. And I think culturally, yeah. we're in that moment where we're so hyperconnected. There's a lot of pressure to, yeah. I don't know, crush it. And all the words we use about productivity that are kind right. of violent, really, you yeah. know, there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people, but, but it's not distributed equally. There's a lot, there's factors, you know, that, just systemic factors right that that are against people that like there's just stuff i think there's a lot of stuff on people's minds and we're it seems anyway like we're in a moment uh politically culturally socially where we're starting to have conversations out in the open that we weren't having for a long time (laughs) or that we maybe we're only having behind closed doors i'm thinking like the me too movement things like that right we're we're starting to have these kind of conversations we're starting to say hey we we have different stresses stress is not identical to everybody uh which i think is a, a whole other factor when you start factoring in like gender and race on top of a stressful job then that's its own thing exactly and um social media sure playing a part especially uh for a group of kids between ninth and 12th grade right high school yeah. kids that um oh social media stresses me out all the time yeah i mean i mean that's been like a, a big project that i've been at for the last few years is, is talking about the impact of yes. of abuse and harassment and documenting that and it's it's fascinating because even just keeping on top of that topic when it's moving so fast is, is it full time in, in and of yeah. itself is a stressful act right. which is <laughs> I'm committed to doing it, but it's also because it's so important, but just taking that one piece of like abuse and harassment and how that plays out uh, and impacts people professionally, not just young people, but but people of all ages, women. And I think it's it's really fascinating. And it all of it moves so quickly. I think stress is a moving target. And and sometimes we don't even know the source of it, which I think is the danger of online. And again, I'm very pro technology. But when you don't necessarily know the source of the person sending you on a on the at the best case scenario just kind of some some ill wishes sometimes it's really violent threats things like that yeah that's its own ball of wax that's its own thing right and and with the kids too that don't have the um you know the depth of experience to right. recognize things for what they are sure right? you know um it's synthetic stress <laughs> so it's a derivative <laughs> um and they they don't know better you know like you said everybody knows there's a, you know everybody's doing this who's their everybody yeah, who's everybody and, yeah right. right and so um it really it it makes you look back and to come back to center how important that is to realize how important that is and as paula said something um what was she saying intentional Mm -hmm. really taking the intentional steps to stop and breathe stop and take care of yourself and realize that it's not a crack of thunder 
you know, <laughs> coming down saying, okay, now you're not stressed anymore, you know? Right. Stress, it, stress is subtle and de-stressing is subtle. Yeah. 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 Well, we got to take a little break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how, because it's not just law enforcement and, and right. nursing and high stakes, you know, life and death kind of professions. It's feeling stress. Stress is everywhere. There's a lot of pressure on a lot of people to to do a lot of things right now. So I want to talk about the how and how we can find some chillness in our lives. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Tiffany Seibert, founder of Cop to Yoga, back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. Thanks for being with us tonight. Appreciate you for tuning in on this kind of dreary and unexpectedly cold weather night. Uh, again, we're going to keep you up to date on the weather at the top and bottom of every hour. Checking in with David Jennings in the newsroom for sure. But tonight, as ever, we take one topic and we follow a couple of paths and look at some aspects of that topic. And tonight we're talking about stress because uh, there was a story in the New York Times and a couple of other publications about a recent Gallup poll Talking about uh, just how stressed out we all are here in this country. There was a data, like a survey done around the world, and it really revealed that uh, we're not doing so well here in the U.S. Stress is not distributed equally, certainly, but uh, there's a lot going on. So who better to discuss that with than our special guest co-host? And that is Tiffany Seibert, who is here. She is founder of Cop2 Yoga, a program that brings mindfulness, meditation, and breathing to law enforcement prior to going out um, onto their shifts. So we have been talking about the uh, the impact of stress and what it's doing, and, and certainly a lot about law enforcement mental health, which is a, a topic that just is not being discussed enough. There's a, there's a lot there. That could be its own show, honestly. There's a lot going on there. Um, but, you know, we, we got a couple messages as we were talking, Tiffany, about, uh, okay, I'm not a cop, but I'm stressed, so what do I do? I don't have time to go to yoga class. We got a couple of messages like that, so I want to I speak to that. Uh, you know, you and I are both all in on yoga, both of us, and longtime totally. listeners know that I also teach <laughs> yoga. I love it, and I swear by it for all of its goodness. Um, but um, from your experience, Tiffany, if someone is like, I, I, I'm so stressed I don't even know where to start, what advice would you have for them? Breathe. That's it. Deep breathe. Um, there are uh, my, on my business cards that I give to my students. It's got three breathworks on the back. So really, if you've got just a little bit of time to do something and you just want to do one thing, you need to long, deep breathe. And so that's breathing in and out through your nose, deep into the belly, chest, neck, head, all the way in, all the way up, and then all the way down. So long, deep breathing. It stops the production and flow of the stress hormones that flood your system during fight or flight or when you're feeling just really stressed out, mm -hmm. you know, so um, it activates the opposing parasympathetic nervous system to kick in. And right away on your second inhale, you are breathing deeper and you're breathing less times per minute. Um, it is lowering your heart rate, lowering the blood pressure, lowering the neurochemical activity that takes place. And it's increasing clarity. It's increasing focus. It's increasing a feeling of expansion and relaxation. So you're bringing calm. You're bringing connection. And that's that's what it is, you know. So you're a housewife, a busy housewife, and you're sitting in the kitchen. You're like, I don't have time for yoga. I don't have time for this. And which way do I go? And if you just sit down 
and do this for 90 seconds even, you know, um, you start to reap the benefit of it. Um, my um, prescription there on the card is three minutes. So even if you can do that, that's great. Even one minute is great. You that's just come down. This is the best use of a, the back of a business card I've ever seen. <laughs> I've long wondered, what in the heck do you put on the back of a business what do you card? Do that? You've got three breathing exercises. That's brilliant. The back of my business card says, I, was, I, I put... We met at blank, and we talked about blank. Remind me. Because that way people go, I found your card, but I don't remember who in the heck you are. Exactly. I'll fill it out and be like, you met me at WGN Radio, and then we talked about the following, and then people treat it like a homework assignment. They're like, oh, right, because I was going to send you my demo reel, or my thing that I made, or this company I started. Great. (laughs) And then they do it, and it's great. So, But I think this trumps that, because uh, you know, breathing is something that can help us all. And it's, again, we, we started talking about this prior to hearing from Paula, but it's. I, I feel like people resist that because they're like, yeah. oh, that's just a bunch of hippie nonsense. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. That's so woo-woo. But it's so true. And there's there's science behind it that it, you know, as you were saying, it, it, it so quickly changes what's happening chemically within your body. Yeah, right now is, is, is how that works. And um, I like it because uh, every person, point to any person walking down the street, it's our biology and it's how we work. Um, I think part of the reason why it sounds kind of woo-woo is that we didn't really learn this when we were four or five years old. So it's not been a part of our everyday, a part of our own sort of culture. And um, as a result, it sounds unfamiliar. And so making the unfamiliar familiar is is a great thing. And so if you're bringing this in, it's experiential as well. Mm -hmm. You can talk about it all day long. And the time that you've talked about it, you could have just been breathing and, you know, you're arguing with me. I had one of the police, um, what, truly the first time I did this, I'm sitting there in the roll call and um, so the lieutenant says, you know, we're going to go through a breath work. And uh, so the officer sitting next to me, I said, so would you do a little bit of breathing, you know, with us? We're going to do some. I said, you know, you do that, right? And he's like, no. <laughs> No, and I said you're inhaling and exhaling anyway. I, you know. Yeah. What's it? What? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so doing this, and you know, the cops they're they're talking to each other and saying, "Okay, wait, you didn't do that." You know what? I tried that, and it really worked. I feel so much better. So it's just like anybody. A little you know? peer validation never hurt. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Right. Because I mean, I, I get that. Right. Like you're coming in, not law enforcement. Right. Coming into this this uh, the roll call meeting. Yes. And saying, hey, we're going to do this thing that's totally different than mm-hmm. what you normally do. Right. And I don't know what happens in a roll call, but I watch a lot of law and order. So I got my guess. Right. It's like, Jones here. This is happening. Yeah. These are yeah. things we're looking right. for. This is a thing. There's an APB on something. Yeah. Sure. Right. And it's taking <laughs> attendance as well. It's just it is. It's roll call. Yeah. So it's that, right? It's that. And then suddenly, uh, let's just shift and have this moment. Mm. And I imagine, you know, I- anytime we're asking humans to change their routine. Right. I mean, Facebook yeah. changed their font of their logo and the whole internet flipped out for like three weeks. I mean, come on. Right. We're asking people to change something. And something so personal. It's like yeah. what I'm doing with my body and breathing. Mm-hmm. I get that. I see that. So I think that peer validation is really important. Yeah. To have and, that. And shifting... It's a bit of a tectonic shift in our culture to accept um, this sort of concept um, that isn't really a concept. It's how we work, but it's the awareness of it, bringing the awareness to this. And I think that's really powerful. 
and then having having it, this work embraced is is even better because I'm seeing people that I'm actually trying to help and it's working, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's it's super rewarding and it's it's work that pushes me outside my comfort zone every single time I do it. I'm sure. No matter what. I'm sure. We're talking with our special guest co-host tonight. That is Tiffany Seibert. She's the founder of cop to yoga You can go to cop to yoga not the number, the, the word, T-O, COP2Yoga.org, and you can read all about the organization. On the About page, there's a whole bunch of information that you're going to just love. It's really good. But I think, most importantly, hit those videos on the front page of it. There's some really good stuff there that really talks you through exactly what's what's happening what you're doing in the roll call that i think is really 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 cool oh thank you well you know the curriculum is on the i want to say the program page so one two three there's the roll call that we do with the cops there's also a spotify playlist so you can you know conjure up just, just call chill. Up one of these one of these pieces right <laughs> and, and anyone can use that and you know what yeah actually i'm going to tweet this page out because you're right cop slash programs the text on the back of your business card is, is right there <laughs> it's really good it's got three breathing exercises long deep breathing left nostril breathing and warrior breath i'm telling you if you are skeptical do those three do one of those you don't have to do all three just do one of them and if you do not feel better or at least if you don't feel worse right just try another that's all i'm asking you that's all i'm asking you to do just try one of those that's it just because that's the thing you don't have to be in law law enforcement you can be going through anything that's the thing everybody's always going through something you never know what people are carrying there's a lot of stress in the world there's a lot of stuff just in our news even if your life's fine there's just you know put the news on you're like oh everything's falling apart there's a shooting here and this is happening here and this you know there's a lot it's easy to be overwhelmed so I get that. But try that. Go to coptoyoga.org slash programs and just try one of them on there and see how you feel. Because I'm telling you, you might think it's woo-woo, but I'm telling you, it will be great. So right now, though, it is 830. So let's go to news with David Jennings. The winter storm warnings we had been under, gone, downgraded to a winter weather advisory for the greater Chicago area. The snow expected to change to rain and end after midnight. Seattle's fire chief says four people are dead. A construction crane fell on the street, crushing two cars. And two Chicago police officers and two senior citizens had to go to the hospital after a fire early this afternoon in an apartment in a high-rise in the 3300 block of Lakeshore Drive. Sports, traffic, and weather next on WGN. Need more cream? No, it's good, thanks. Mm. Uh, Probably time to start thinking about doing some spring cleaning around the house. Yeah, and I'll clean up the backyard and the garage. And I will restore the deck this Saturday. Uh, yeah, careful weekend, warrior. Remember last year? Uh, Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I can take care of this right now. 1-800-956-DECK. There we go. Make sure your deck is ready for everything that spring and summer have to offer with a visit from Deck Tech. Deck Tech cleans, heals, and protects your deck, restoring it to its natural beauty. For a free estimate, call 800-956-DECK or visit RestoreYourDeck.com. And for a limited time, receive a $75 discount when you mention this ad. Deck Tech, helping Chicagoland homeowners enjoy the great outdoors for over 25 years. 1-800-956-DECK. Deck Tech. 1-800-956-DECK. Deck Tech. Call Deck Tech. 
WGN Sports, the White Sox-Tigers game at Guaranteed Rate Field. That called off because of the weather. They're expected to play tomorrow. Pre-game at 1235, first pitch at 110 with Ed Farmer and Darren Jackson on 720 WGN. Cubs are in Arizona. They lead right now in the bottom of the third. The score right now is 5-zip. In the NBA, the playoff game's underway right now. The 76ers trail the Raptors 96-83. They are in the fourth quarter. Still to come tonight will be the Nuggets hosting the San Antonio Spurs. In the NHL, the Stars beat the Blues 4-2. And in the second period, Boston leading the Blue Jackets 2-1. WGN traffic. On the Jade Adams, it is still closed by police activity. That's in both directions between Route 47 and US 20. Also on the Jane Adams, just the uh, after the South Beloit Toll Plaza, there is an accident reported that is leading to some delays. On 355, two left lanes still blocked heading north, and that's before you get to Roosevelt Road. And no major problems on the Kennedy, the Ike, or the Dan Ryan. For personalized traffic on demand, get the Traffic Chicago app. Approved by the mortgage experts of Team Hockberg. Just search T-R-A-F-F-I-X Chicago. The forecast from the WGN Chicago Weather Center. The winter weather advise, winter weather warning is gone. It is now a winter weather advisory. Windy, rain, snow, changing to all rain after midnight before it ends. Low tonight, 34. Sunshine, 46 tomorrow. Clouds tomorrow night. More rain overnight into Monday. Low 44. Cloudy showers Monday. And the high near 50 degrees. 32, we've got light snow, fog, mist, and a little windy at O'Hare. 34 midway, 33 in Tinley Park. Barometer, 2986 and rising. 33 at the lakefront. Wind is kicking up. Gust up to 32 at O'Hare. 30 at midway and 29 at the lake. I'm David Jennings in the WGN Radio Newsroom, and these are the stories that matter on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. All those real good songs that you've been hearing tonight—that's all the doing of Super Producer Ro Coleman over there. I love it. Thank you. They fit beautifully with the theme tonight. Uh, we're talking about stress, but more importantly, how to outrun it, how to undo it, because there, as I said earlier in the program, if you're a New York Times reader, you probably read a, a big story they had this week about a Gallup poll that reveals that Americans are more stressed than just about anyone on the earth, including people in very war-torn areas. People in very violent areas were still reporting more instances of very happy experiences than we were here in the U.S. There's a lot of overwhelm going on. So part of it is our lives are not quite simple enough. We have a lot going on, a lot coming at us. But no matter the cause, 
the important part is what we do about that. What can we do? Because it's literally killing us. We have a lot of illnesses. We have, you know, the medical community agrees there's stuff that happens to our bodies when we're under a lot of stress, including a weakened immune system. We get headaches. We're stressed out. We don't look as fabulous because our brows are all squunched together, making the 11s between our eyebrows. You know, there's all those things. And I'm guilty of that myself. You know when I'm stressed because I got the 11s between the eyebrows because my brows are all squished together. It's true. We're all guilty of it in different different levels and different ways. And as we've been saying tonight, stress is not distributed equally to everyone. Some people have very different situations than others. And yet it's a it's a constant in, in all of our lives and we can all do something about it and it doesn't need to cost a thing. So our guest co-host tonight is Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of Cop to Yoga. We've been talking a lot about mental health and law enforcement uh, law enforcement and first responder community and and uh, professions that have really, really high stress. Uh, and we, we brought that out a little bit right before the news, talking just about how breathing and breathing exercises they're on the website they're cop to yoga.org slash programs there are three super easy totally free things that anyone can do they're fast one's three minutes one's and then the other two are two minutes each super easy anyone can do them and uh, that will just help relax your parasympathetic nervous system and lower your blood pressure all this stuff it will start almost immediately so i highly recommend that but you know there's there's people that don't want to sit still tiffany there's you know people are like ah, i don't know that's uh, i get too restless you'll get there that's right. probably a sign that you're stressed, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I think there are people that like a more active, you know, physically active approach to sure. their de-stressing. Uh, you know, both of us are big yoga devo- devotees. We, we've spent a lot of uh, time and energy around yoga uh, and giving yoga to others. But uh, I think the the physical part of that, we haven't talked too much about. We've been talking about, about the uh, kind of the emotional, mental parts of, of and where breathing gets you. But... You know, there there are many, there are so many ways to relieve stress. And I think it's so important to find your own. If it's not yoga, that's fine. We won't be mad. All right, we won't. <laughs> I don't understand you, but it, we won't be mad. You know, but I think some people just like to just run like crazy against the, you know, out on the lake. Just right. run and go for it and do the thing. Some people just want to go dance, do the thing. And, and that's fine. I think it's just a matter of like finding the thing that speaks to you. Exactly. And um, I'm, I've got my hand up. I'm a pure bar junkie. No doubt about it. Um, that is the exercise that I That's do. That's hard. It is hard. It's, it's real hard. <laughs> <laughs> I went in like, I'm in pretty good shape. I can do this. Oh, my God. This is hard. It, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's a challenge every single time. And, you know, it's it's different. It's, uh, it's something that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. But I also look forward to sitting down. And, you know, when you say, okay, I've got a meditation practice. You know, every day is different. There are some days that you kind of can't get to it. And that's true for anybody. Um, so these exercises represent something that you can do that that's going to address your stress. But I do think it's important, at least for me, um, that I'm doing something that's pretty hardcore physical. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a bar class or a level three vinyasa class, mm-hmm. um, something that that really gets you moving, that pushes you a little bit, and um, that you just feel good after that. Sure. You know, you know, so. one of mine is Krav Maga. It's a really violent defense system. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes there's just something really satisfying about punching a willing stranger. I'm not going to lie. Okay. You know, well, you of know. like, and then you go back to yoga and it's all good. And, and all, all, good. all beings are fine. And I respect <laughs> their space. But then on Tuesday nights, I'm going to go punch a stranger. And that's fine. It's not my everyday activity but sometimes it's really good to just I need to get some aggression out exactly. and go for it yeah 
And there's a lot of aggression these days, for sure. Yeah. You know, all it takes is just a few little pieces of news and you are just lathered up. <laughs> it's true. It's I mean, true. And, and, and again, you know, stress is not distributed equally. You know, a phrase I've really put, I push back on a lot is when people say, oh, when I watch the news, I can't even. Right. Uh, you know, especially if that person speaking is maybe not from a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, hey, there's people on the earth that want some of us dead, whether or not I can even. So some people <laughs> don't get the option of can evening, you know. So I think, you know, even our language, I think we could. It's tough, right? Because on one hand, you need to care for yourself and you need to say, hey, I need a break from social media. Right. Hey, I need to not look at news today. I'm having a, uh, you know, a media fast. I'm not going to look at this. But also, I think it's important to recognize that it's not uh, not everyone can hang it up. Not everyone has the privilege and ability to say, well, I don't I get to not care about this today. Right. You know, and that could be by profession. That could be by race or gender or religion or that could be a lot of different things. But I think that's important for us to realize that, too, when you know, when we're thinking about stress and how. I mean, the outward world, even if like your life's fine, but there's stuff out in the world or mm-hmm. watching the news and yeah. things that are being said and the sound bites that reach us and, and incidents that happen. Right. If, if it's going to impact someone from a group differently than then and it can impact you, you know, for sure, no matter who you are, you can say, hey, this horrible thing that happened to this group is terrible. But I think that's important too to recognize that, you know, we 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 feel it differently when it's your own community. It's very different when you don't have the option of saying, well, I'm going to turn the TV off, you know, right. That's very different. It is different. And um, we've got this 24 hour news cycle now. Well, oh, sure. tell just, me. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded right now. One, two, three, four, five, eight screens around me right, right now. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I find um, that if I read the news uh i i it it hits me differently it hmm. hits me in a different place in my body in my mind in my brain and i don't feel as agitated because there's an awful lot to get just agitated about sure you know? the things that you know just are norms and um language like you said it's it's so powerful and it's so critical that we are aware of that and aware of what we say how we say it our tone mm-hmm. the words we use you know so um and all of those are a choice and slowing down to kind of use the right words to to describe things instead of saying, oh, this is insane. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, this is too yeah. much. It's always, you know, that's really imp- I mean, that alone could be its own show that I, I right. think about that. <laughs> I push back on the idea of like busyness culture. Yeah, because I think we we you know, we, we've touched on this a little tonight. We we so prize it being a normal thing when you say, hey, how are you? Good to see you. If someone answers by saying, oh, I'm crazy busy, right. <laughs> what's the matter with us? What are we doing to ourselves that, that that's completely normal? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I recently ran into someone who had, I say recently, it's already been a few months, but I ran into her and she had been on vacation for a while and it was a vacation she saved for a long time. Not a wealthy person, but she was like, I'm saving for this. It's my dream. I want to take the full two weeks off that I'm given every year because I've never taken the vacation. And it was such a novelty. And she said, you know, leading up to it, her colleagues were giving her a lot of grief. Oh, must be nice to be able to afford. She was, guys, I've been saving for this for six years. Like, but don't give me grief. We've. I have this vacation. Yeah. Don't give me grief for taking it. And then she said, she came back and she said, that was life changing. She hadn't <laughs> had vacation in so long and she hadn't taken it and she had saved and saved. And she, you know, she said, I, I came back and it was almost like being shocked 
when I came back to, gosh, was I a part of, was I, was I in it this deeply? And she said it took her about five days right. to kind of get out of it a little bit. And uh, I'll tell a quick story of, of a stress thing that happened to me that really opened my eyes about the impact of, of stress and always being plugged in. A few years ago, dealing with a bunch of papers and a bunch of stuff that were falling and I was trying to catch them while uh-huh. at work, I scratched my eye. Oh, and it hurt terribly. And I, at the time, there was a Pearl Vision across the street from Tribune Tower. I scurried over there and I was like, I have done something terrible to my eye. And they took a look at it and said, get in a cab, go to this place further down Michigan Avenue. You're, you've scratched your cornea. And I've done it. It's, you, the it's worst, so bad. The worst. So basically, long story short, this eye doctor said to me, you need to not look at screens and not be under a fluorescent light for at least 48 hours. Right. And I was like, yay, let me tell you what my job is. And he was like, no, listen, this is like breaking your elbow and trying to do bicep curls. Even if the screen is still, if it's not a video or whatever, your eyes are constantly... It, there is movement. We just can't perceive it. Like when you see a television or a, a computer screen on on TV, when it's on the news, right. you can see that it's moving. Our eyes are always like moving to correct that for that a little bit. So he's like, I'm seeing, and this guy had been practicing for a long time. He's like, I'm seeing people in their 40s coming in with the eye problems that I used to not see until 60s and 70s. Right. These screens are really killing you. And, and. So in the 48 hours, very difficult. The first six hours, I was absolutely climbing the walls because I didn't realize how dependent I was on screens. And then after about six hours, it felt like my brain flipped gears. And I started, I, was, I got a piece of paper and I was like, well, these are the things I'm going to Google later when I can look at screens again. These are the things I'm going to tweet. And I was like writing all this stuff down. And and I re- suddenly I had all these good ideas and I was like, what just happened to my brain? And I, I slept that night better than I probably slept in a decade. Wow. And that was really important to me. I can't say I always live by that, but I'm always like, okay, that meant something. Don't lose yeah. sight of that. Yeah. That it's not, you don't just have to work in a high stress environment. You don't have to be a first responder. You don't have to be in law enforcement. You can just be around screens a lot and be inundated with information and right. still have, even if you're not feeling like high stress or, or like the weight of a negative emotion, I think there's still a lot around us culturally of just like having, we don't have a lot of space. We don't build in space and we don't seem to prize space. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm going to refer people to the breathing exercises on your <laughs> website because that's about space. That's making space even just a couple of minutes at a time. We're going to take a little break and we come back. We're going to wrap things up. We've been talking with Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of cop to yoga And again, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be sharing links to that organization and all the cool things that they do back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Amy Guth here on the Saturday Night Special. Thanks for tuning in on this rather drizzly and chilly, unexpectedly drizzly and chilly day, I should say. I uh, appreciate you sharing your Saturday evening with me. Thanks for your your messages and your tweets and all that good stuff. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Amy Guth. And we have a special guest co-host that's been with us tonight. That's Tiffany Seibert, who is the founder of Cop2Yoga. You can read all about this organization at cop2yoga.org. 2, cop2 
org, especially I encourage anyone, you don't even have to be in a high stress job. You can just be stressed out about life. Head to the page called Programs on the Copta Yoga site. There's some cool breathing exercises that will help bring down your blood pressure, lower the heart rate, help us all chill out a little bit because that's what tonight's show has been all about. It's like there is stress. There is uh, a lot of data out there talking about the impact of stress on our lives. And we got to no matter the cause, we got to fix it. We got to we got to work it out. Uh, so, Tiffany, tell us in that we don't have a ton of time left. We're about to turn things over to John Hansen, who's in uh, in tonight for Dave Hoekstra. But uh, tell us about what is coming up for Copta Yoga and all that good stuff. Where people can find out more. I know a lot of listeners tonight are curious. They've been uh, sending some messages about how they can get involved. So, tell us all that if you would. Oh, that's great news. Um, go to coptayoga.org. Um, on any page you can leave us a message and uh and i will get back to you what we're looking for is volunteer teachers certainly and we join volunteer teachers in their respective districts so it's very much a community action type of initiative so people will teach in the community in their own place in their own own district yeah 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 as as a primary um you know if if that district is not available or they're saying you know i'll go work in this Mm -hmm. other district i'm happy to do that well that's great you know because at this point i'm doing most of the teaching Mm -hmm. and And there's only one of you and there is only one of me there is only (laughs) and we don't want to stress you out to (laughs) to unstress everyone else i know i was like i really need this and so are all of your instructors are they all yoga teachers or not necessarily they are they are yeah and i want to say extremely accomplished extremely accomplished uh, you know more than more than me so it's really great so i feel kind of like a manager and um and that's what we're doing now um we're nonprofit, so what we're looking for is um you know just the support from the community from corporate america from anybody who wants more peace to be with us and to join the peace force um not only just as a volunteer teacher but there are people that have other talents that they are volunteering you know um, and that's really important, you know, graphic design, um, technology, sure, um, program management, administrative work. Um, I had somebody call me today that said he wanted to play pandrums at, at one of the sessions. Well, that's perfect. So we're setting up a Saturday night midnight shift to go have the live music instead of just I'm playing music on my speaker, you know, on Spotify. So um, we're trying to do a lot of different things. Um, we've got... Um, We've got some stuff coming up. Uh, we'll be on David Edward Sims' radio show, DePaul, on May 19th. We're actually in the new Yoga Chicago, which is which is great because they've been following our progress and reporting mm-hmm. on it. But really in the last six months, we've grown from three districts to 14 districts. And so it's so rapid. So we're really trying to um, stay in front of it and continue to just do innovation as as we can um there's a doctor that wants to join us who's my family doctor who's like look i'm trying to get a meditation program started in my son's school i will sit on a panel and discuss and talk to the community about the uh the medical evidence behind why this works i think that's so important because i think it's easy to dismiss like ah yoga meditation (laughs) that's a bunch of woo-woo nonsense right but when you have medical professionals and you have people from the medical community and the scientific community saying no this is what happens yes this is the process in your body chemically that will happen indeed to chill you out as opposed to harm you because stress is really you know no matter what form it takes and no matter what level of stress you've got going in your life 
Stress is a part of our modern lives, and it's not doing anyone any favors. Let's think about it. Stress was stress is in our body to help us outrun saber toothed tigers. That's right. what it's right. for. It's old to help brain us. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. we don't need that anymore. So you right. know, it's easy to perceive everything like a uh, like a yeah. threat and everything to seem so dangerous. Well, this is kind of life up level, right? Yeah. As we become aware of our own of our own power and our own resources, and we're able to. Um, to call on them yeah to help ourselves what a great thing to feel like you know what to do for yourself to make yourself feel better you know absolutely and and that you know that i love the again i'm i'm so loving this this part of your website kaptiyoga.org slash programs <laughs> with it and it's the text from the back of your business card which again i think is the coolest use of the back of the oh. business card and it's three breathing exercises they're easy <laughs> they're free they're free. anyone can do them yeah one, the longest one takes three minutes exactly that, it may not be much it may not seem like much right. but why not put yourself in the best possible position to outrun the stress and so all the things we've been talking about tonight, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm gonna be tweeting them out and sharing them. And as the, the clock is ticking down, we're, we're joined by John Hansen. Hello. Happy Saturday night. Happy Saturday night. What I haven't been gorgeous... in the studio with you in ages. No, I don't think so. It's not been a not since we moved over here. It's so good to see you again, Amy. Good to see you. We've been talking about stress and how to outdo it, how you know, to outrun it. It's <laughs> funny because you know, you've been talking about stress, but I think you have one of the least stressful voices that Thank I don't think you. hearing you, even when you talk about the most stressful things in the world, <laughs> one can feel stress. I appreciate that. But yeah, we are an overstretched uh, culture or whatever. What, yeah. what more can you say? I've been yeah. listening about it. I mean, I, I just wish there was a way. I think part of us love stress in a way. Like we, we strive for some anxiety. I know I like uh, rushing around. I like that feeling sometimes, but I don't really think about the harm it really does to your body. And yeah. Then there's obviously the unnecessary and added stresses on top of things. So it's, an, it's a fascinating topic. And just even think about biologically what it does to you well, and what our bodies yeah. are not ready for and um, or no longer need to be doing because as i was just saying we're no longer running away from dinosaurs and saber tooth right. tigers we're good right but we like to work ourselves up into that sort of fervor it seems like oh the wrong slack message can like ruin your day yes, right <laughs> you're, you're just like someone sent me a tweet i don't like yeah. right and it, i think that you know obviously you know take and we're a culture especially here in america we take so few vacation days compared to the rest of the world right. The Western world, the numbers are so low compared to that. I mean, I just, I, I, I wish there was a way culturally for us to kind of make those changes. And yeah. I guess that's what you're doing tonight. So I'm trying. Are we done? Do we do it? I, I don't know. I got to go outside. I'm kind of stressed, wondering it. whether we did it or not. So <laughs> I got to go outside and find out. Well, uh, certainly we've been having a lot of a lot of great conversation. We talked earlier tonight uh, with Paula Harper, who's a therapist, about uh, some a lot that we could be doing. But I think both of my guests here have come to the same conclusion, uh, and that was it's all about breathing that's the best thing we can do for ourselves we're not doing that enough and we're depriving our brains of oxygen we're letting our systems flood with all these dangerous chemicals we're freaking out I, i'm also glad and this has come up in a few recent topics uh here on wgn but also wciu and nationally we're all having these conversations too just the stigma of like mental health yeah. going away uh and i mean not quite all the way there yet but the conversations that need to be had the idea of just talking to someone professionally about yep. issues and making that part of your regular you know, health outlook. You know, it's not necessarily mental health. It's just health. Let's just bulk it all together as right. one sort of thing, whether it's physical or mental. Yeah. And just being able to like talk with your girlfriends or your boyfriends and be like, yeah, I went out and I'm, I'm talking to so-and-so. I, I went to my therapist just off the cuff. Sure. Just bring it into conversation. It's okay. And that, that can help kind of break down those stigmas too. 
is certainly helpful. Yeah, and, and tonight we've, we've spent so much time talking about uh, mental health stigma in really high stakes professions, in particular here from cop to yoga and talking about first responders, the medical community where people are military, you know, regularly exposed to trauma. I think that's so important that we, you know, it, it's not about weakness. It's not like, listen, Everybody I know could benefit from therapy right this second. Right. You know, I, my, both my brothers are firefighters. My dad's a fire chief. My, I come from a family of police officers, too. And the stories that they tell around the dinner table, I, I don't know how they have the jobs that they do. The stories mm-hmm. that they bring home. Uh, and I'm glad they're able to talk about even the most yeah. horrifying things. And also, they find light and humor wherever they can to try and make things. I mean, it seems strange to us that aren't in those professions how they can find any humor in any of these situations. But I feel like it's a coping mechanism for them. But I'm glad that some of that stigma is going away for those professionals. I just wish that as a country, especially even here locally in Illinois and, of course, in Chicago, we put our money where our mouth is. If this is something we really want to work on, we need to be okay with tax hikes that are going to go towards mental health health issues in the city. Because for all of us, I mean, we say, oh, it's great how anyone, you know, everyone should be able to go see a therapist and be able to talk through things. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. A lot of people are pinching pennies or don't have the insurance abilities or don't have the centers in their communities that can do this. Certain like uh, mental health facilities get closed down in yeah. communities that need them, and yeah, right. So if we're really committed to this, it's going to take more than just talking about it. We're By the way, you up. you just said one of the three magic topics that will get all the callers. Okay, tax hike. Oh yes. <laughs> the other one is dibs. Parking. Dibs.